International payments are still largely centered around the 30-year-old SWIFT system, but others have their ideas on how to improve it. I'm speaking today with Nick Armstrong, co-founder and CEO of Identity, which is a Sydney-based company that's seeking to improve how international payments are made. So thank you for joining us, Nick. Thanks, Jeremy. So over the the last couple of years, we've seen some pretty amazing cyber attacks against banks and specifically around international payments. Why do you think some banks are struggling with this? So I think a large part of this is due to legacy systems. Uh, SWIFT, which is the main network for sending cross-border payments, I think 95% of payments are going through the SWIFT network, uh, was designed 33 years ago. So they still... It's still referred to in, in, in banks as a telegraphic transfer, which is a, a hangover from the days of the telegraph. Uh, and, and, and what that means is that uh, limited information can be sent because of constraints in the messaging format and often information that a bank needs to understand uh, the integrity or the purpose of, of the payment is missing. So... Uh, that has created opportunities uh, for for fraudsters and also uh, some of the, the recent cyber attacks we've seen, which haven't so much been about breaking the, 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 into the into the the, the pipe. Uh, it's been more about the endpoints. So people um, with the Bangladesh attack, for example, yes. um, breaking into the endpoint and representing to be somebody that they're not. And I think that's 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 really been been the main issue um, is this issue of legacy in relation to the payment networks. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the Bangladesh attacks because uh, th- that attack, uh, at least from the news reports that we saw, was was really targeted. It was kind of done over a weekend, and there was actually, uh, I think, only a, a, a typo essentially that sort of alerted. Uh, the people at the bank that something was sort of amiss. And so does this kind of indicate that, uh, you know, we probably need sort of stronger controls around this to ensure that, you know, fraudsters don't kind of wedge themselves in these sort of weaknesses? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I think I think that's the key. What we're, we're, we're seeing is, is that uh, networks like Swift will, will continue to do uh, most of the high-value payment volume because there just aren't any al- al- alternatives uh, to SWIFT for high-value va- payments. So uh, getting getting more rigour around that that network um, through the use of things like overlay services, which is pretty much where identity is focused um, in, in providing a sort of rich information overlay to the existing SWIFT network that allows both parties of the transaction to be verified in real time um, and uh, replaces the, the legacy one-way message uh, that um, we see in the, in, in the network today. So I, I really think that, that modernising the, the legacy networks rather than replacing is, is, is the key to reducing cyber attacks in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you mentioned that you know Swift has been around for you know more than three decades, and uh, you know generally it has worked and is is functional. But um, in the world of technology, you know three decades is is just you know more than a lifetime. Do you have any thoughts on maybe why the banking industry, in some aspects, have sort of resisted the touch of technology? 
Well, I think I think one of the the, the challenges is that there's eleven thousand financial institutions connected into the Swift network, and requiring all of those eleven thousand to upgrade to the latest technology uh, is quite challenging. It's been very very challenging, uh, and because of that issue, uh, even though there may be newer um, technologies available out there. Uh, it's just it's just not possible to continue to do business with the number of counterparties that you need to do to business with. Um, so ISO 20022, uh, which has been um, talked about probably for the last 10 years, about people move, transitioning to ISO 20022, so information-rich payments. Uh, but the banks that we work with still need to support the old legacy formats in order to and I, to, to continue to do business. So what we think at Identity is we're trying to launch a new term uh, on, the in, on the industry called Know Your Transaction uh, because we think that Know Your Customer, which is an old, outdated process, is no longer good enough that in order to uh, meet these new increased regulatory requirements, uh, you're going to need rich information about each and every single transaction uh, and using this overlay service, we think, uh, is an easier way for banks to adopt new technology rather than having to rip and replace all their existing systems. Absolutely. And I see your product, which is called Sarah, also allows you to sort of attach invoices and then other information uh, that goes along uh, with, with the transaction message. Can you describe that a little bit further? Yeah, definitely. So with this Know Your Transaction approach, what we're saying is that each and every transaction needs rich information, and that could be things like invoices, uh, purchase orders, uh, other identifiers about the ultimate beneficiary or the ultimate originator that may not traditionally fit into a payment message today because of these legacy limitations. And so what we do at Identity to try and solve that is put a little unique identifier into each transaction. It's a global unique identifier. It's just a string of letters and numbers. And that is a link to a record in a private distributed ledger that contained reference to this other supporting information. And so it's the distributed ledger that acts as an overlay to the existing settlement network. Uh, and enables rich information to be shared between banks in a secure and trusted way. This is a slightly different use case to distributed ledger. Uh, most people are familiar with distributed ledger or, or, or blockchain technology being used for moving value around, uh, like, like Bitcoin, for example, or some of the other cryptocurrencies out there. Uh, so we use the distributed ledger technology quite differently in that uh, we just use it for exchange of information. So you can continue to use your existing settlement infrastructure that you've got a large investment in and uh, all your legacy systems are connected up to that. But get the benefit of this uh, new technology um, to, to improve the information that can travel with a payment. And is there also a security element then to using the distributed ledger to record that information? Security is one of the key benefits. Uh, we've seen 200 billion US dollars in fines on banks in the last 10 years. And... Some of those fines have been related to things like scrubbing of information from a from a from a payment record. So that could be removing the name of a of a sanctioned country or sanctioned entity, for example. 
and what the what the distributed ledger does is allows for information when it was created to be hashed and stored in a historical record. And what that will do uh, is mean that if information is tampered with or there's been a, a security breach at some point in the future, uh, then the hash won't match, the information won't match the hash. And then you can, um, as a bank or as a, as a financial institution, um, see that, see that, that that has occurred. And so this this is an area, and and, and if you've got good um, data data management internally within your organisation, then you should be able to restore that back to the original um, record. So that that's really where where we see the security benefit coming from. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think on your website I saw something that you've uh, there, there was some sort of trial or something related to Swift. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Certainly, Jeremy. So we won a competition that Swift ran last year called the Inner Tribe Industry Challenge on Compliance, uh, which was a global competition uh, that Swift ran to try and uh, help deal with some of these legacy issues and, and meet the industry's requirements for um, increased reg, reg tech or, or regulation technology. Uh, so the solution, this little token that we, that we created during that, that competition was, was selected as, as the winner we ended up running a six-month pilot with Swift, and we had seven of the big global banks participate in that pilot. And pleased to say that the technology worked. We were able to uh, demonstrate that um, the blockchain could be used to enrich payments with more information without changing the underlying infrastructure. And that re represented a significant reduction, I think we're about 25% reduction in operational costs from processing payments. It also um, represented a, a reduction in false positives, which are those payments that are getting hit on some sort of sanctions list because they're missing information, but they then turn out to be false in, in the future. And the third thing was, was a reduction in risk by creating this auditable historical record that is effectively tamper-proof. Uh, so as a result of that pilot, we are continuing to work with some of those banks that were in, in in the pilot, uh, and we're also certifying application to run on the SWIFT GPI, which is their global payments initiative. And that's really about modernising SWIFT, modernising the rails um, to enable the use of new technologies like ours through a marketplace offering. And how many years or perhaps even months uh, ahead can we expect banks to be actively using perhaps your technology or perhaps you know overlays in general yeah i think what we're seeing with overlays is that as we move to faster payments so this has happened in 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 the uk uh, it's happening with ach in the us at the moment uh the new payments platform in australia uh i believe has just launched uh and as 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 we see these faster payments and new payment networks emerging um, overlays are starting to become an accepted way of doing more things with the with the existing rails, uh, and so I think we're going to see. I think it's happening now, and I think we're going to see more innovative overlays emerge as these real-time payment networks start to get traction. In relation to SWIFT, the GPI, which is the Global Payments Initiative I mentioned before, the their overlay or their marketplace for overlay applications. Um, should be coming in towards the end of 2018 or early 2019. Okay, Nick, well, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate it.
I've been speaking with Nick Armstrong, co-founder and CEO of Identity, which is a Sydney-based company that's seeking to modernize the international payment system. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk.